1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. We are starting the weekend with the Hot Pocket Report. What's that all about? Remax went through and looked at all the different areas in, in terms of the GTA and actually across Canada and examining trends amongst 60 of the Treb District's and finding inventory constraints propelled the demand through the GTA. So, uh, you know, all of the multiple offers and bidding wars and price appreciation that we're showing, they're attributing it back to the inventory constraints. So where do we go from here? Where does that uh, buyer or seller start? You know, right now, I think uh, there's been a little bit of a lull in the market over the last uh, you know, a couple of weeks, people are on vacations and holidays and getting ready for school. So this has been a good time for buyers to get into properties. But at the same time, there is more inventory coming. And that usually hits the market early in the fall, September 15th or so, after kids get back into school. So there will be some more inventory hitting the market. And, you know, we, we just need more inventory to facilitate all of the demand that we have, which is going to take some pressure off of buyers when they're going to purchase. And in terms of the price point, what are they looking at? In York Region, Tina, it's about $1.26 million on average uh, for the price point, And that's been fueled by the demand for detached homes. So when you look at what condos we're selling for and, and how much the average price of a condo is, you're still hovering just under $600,000. But with the last 18 months and people looking for larger homes or larger lots, you're starting to see the detached segment really catch fire. And the detached home was pretty dormant for about uh, a year, a year and a half through 2017, 2018. And that was due to government intervention. You know, there was a lot of rule changes that made it harder for people to buy the larger homes. And people started going to semi-detached townhomes, condos, and that changed during COVID. And so, you know, we can kind of attribute some of this to, you know, the effect that COVID had on people working from home and schooling from home, and they needed more space. They needed more entertaining areas for their children and even for themselves because they weren't traveling. And that helped drive the detached market, which made the appreciation of homes higher. So let's go through the Hot Pocket report step-by-step. How many detached homes are currently listed for sale? Right now, there's just over 11,000 active listings for detached homes in the Toronto Real Estate Board or on the Toronto Real Estate Board. And that is one of the lowest levels that we've seen over the last 10 years. And why are homeowners staying put? There's a lot of reasons. A lot of people have decided that it may not be affordable for them to move up to a larger home, and and they're 
keeping their homes on, uh, you know, for themselves and just doing renovations to them to make their home the ideal place for them to live. And now this is with detached homes. Where we're seeing the growth in, in people moving to detached homes or people are selling their townhouses or semi-detached houses and moving to detached. People are selling their condos and moving to a detached home. If you think the condo downtown is about six or 700 square feet, you can't really school from home and work from home if you have a, you know, a young family of three people. It's really difficult. You don't have enough space in there. So that's what's fueling the move to the detached homes and up into you know, specifically York Region, which has traditionally been a detached home market. Uh, we didn't have a lot of high-density housing, you know, even going back 15 years, uh, you know, 20 years. Now you're starting to see that move in, but at the same time, the demand for detached homes, which a lot of the builders aren't even building now, they're building more of the uh, high-density properties. You're starting to see demand for those really increase. And why do you think the price is climbing and continues to climb? Well, the one thing is, Tina, there's a shift in the mix. And when we're talking about price climbing, it's the average price that's climbing. So if you're selling more properties that are in the one and a half to two million range than you are in the five to eight hundred thousand dollar range, which would have been the townhouses and the condos, you're going to see the price naturally appreciate because of the um, change in the mix. The other thing is, there's a lot of demand out there. And because of COVID, new housing starts have been limited. It's been harder for for builders to get permits put through. There's been a lot of red tape that went with that. And now you're starting to see some of those projects come to life. Now, what about in terms of the luxury home sales? How are they doing? Luxury home sales over the $3 million mark are up huge. And that is, you know, instead of having three or 400 sales, you've got about uh, 1,000, 1,100 sales. So, you know, when you're looking again at uh, the luxury home prices, that's also driving up the market as well because when you start selling more of the luxury homes, again, the mix has shifted and you're going to see more uh, people thinking that the price is uh, going up more than it should. But if you just take that segment out, the luxury segment out, and compare it to what the luxury segment was, sure, we're, ha- we're selling a lot more houses, but the price is not a 30% increase that you're seeing in other parts, uh, you know, in other growth areas. What you're seeing is the price of a luxury home may have gone up about 8 to 10%, which is fairly normal. And are there investment options for buyers and sellers out there? There really are. The rental market is really limited right now. And, you know, we're looking at homes that we were leasing out for $2,300, $2,400 last year, and now they're getting about $2,800, $2,900 for the same home. And that's just because there are no rentals. Every rental that we put up right now, we're getting multiple offers on, and usually within the first day, we'll get eight to ten offers on it. Uh, so the the homeowners, the landlords, have a huge selection, and you know this is we're looking at people that have an 800 credit score or 780 credit score with great income, not getting into rentals because there's someone that has you know better income or better credit scores that are scooping up these properties and paying a lot more for it. Now, we've been hearing a lot about a moderating market in recent months. What do you think about that? 
This is true. Now, when they talk about moderating markets, they're looking at month-to-month sales. So you know, August is obviously going to be a little bit slower than July, which is slower than June, which is slower than May. So when they're looking at moderating market, it's typical. It's, you know, real estate is cyclical. So when we head into the later parts of summer, you're going to see that it is a little bit quieter than it was in the early summer months. And so that's nothing to worry about. That is just cyclical. That's how the Toronto market rolls. And and the real estate market in general, that's how it rolls. So it's nothing to worry about. It will pick up again in the fall. And I think the fall will be quite busy. Toronto real estate will be very active from mid-September till about uh, early December. So your advice to our listeners right now? Advice to the listeners, if you're a buyer, this little lull in the market when people are on holidays and everything, this could be your window of opportunity right now because things are going to start to get pretty crazy in September. If you're a seller, there's nothing out there. York Region, we've got about 1,700 listings on the market, and that's everything, condos, attached, detached. That's everything that's on the market right now. We're sitting at about 1,700 active listings. And for August, that's low. That's low for any time. But this is a great opportunity for you to jump on the market and take advantage of not having competition. And with only 1,700 listings in York Region, do you think that people are going to move well beyond York Region borders then? They very well could. I mean, we have moved a lot of people even out of the province. So, you know, we have colleagues right around Canada that have helped our clients settle into the Maritimes or out west. And that has not been uncommon because, you know, the traditional boundaries that people had uh, of where they wanted to live that kind of went out the window during COVID because they were allowed to work from anywhere. They could work from home. And, you know, you you started to see people moving out of the province. You started to see people moving from Toronto to York Region or from York Region to Simcoe. Uh, There was a lot of move-over buyers, and that will continue as people continue to get used to working from home and schooling from home. After the break, the August rent report. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Ben Myers, president of Bullpen Research and Consulting. Ben, welcome back. Ah, thanks for having me on the show again. Thanks for being here. And uh, you've just released the latest numbers for the rental report for the Toronto area. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we actually released the, the national rent report. So, uh, you know, rentals.ca covers, you know, uh, all of Canada and has listings all across the country and, uh, and rents are up again. So third consecutive month that, uh, that rents are up. So about 1.8% monthly on, uh, on a national basis. So still about $200 per month cheaper than it was kind of at the peak of the rental market in September of 2019. So just starting to recover. Uh, from the pandemic, but we're starting to see some pretty, uh, 
you know, sharp increases in, uh, in Toronto. So when I'm talking about the former city of Toronto, the pre-amalgamation uh, boundaries, one-bedroom units are up 1% month over month, but the two-bedroom units are actually up 4% month over month. So that is like a huge, huge jump. Uh, you know, you go out to Vancouver and they're seeing a 10% increase in two-bedroom units uh, month over month. So just unbelievable that uh, people are jumping right back in, uh, uh, jumping right back into the market. So uh, even in Vaughan, I saw a 9% increase in one-bedroom unit. So some of that might be, you know, compositional, right, with the changing listings from month to month. But it shows that, uh, you know, demand is returning, especially returning to uh, uh, to places where, um, you know, there's offices and, uh, and, and central locations where, you know, people might have gone away from during the pandemic. They seem to be coming back. So what Canadian cities were at the top of the rental list specifically? Well, I mean, it's always Toronto and Vancouver at the top of the list in mm. terms of uh, in terms of the highest rent level. Um, but surprisingly, Etobicoke was up there, Victoria, B.C., uh, Mississauga, Burlington, and even Guelph was up there, which is surprising. My hometown uh, uh, was up there for rental rates, so uh, a little bit surprising to see, uh, see that. It was actually, Guelph was even higher than than Vaughn, but again, the Guelph is a, a smaller sample size um, than than what we'd see in in Vaughn. But uh, you know, strong growth in in uh, in that marketplace. Uh, Guelph rents are up, you know, ten percent year over year uh, in comparison to uh, you know a place like Toronto, where rents are still down for a one bedroom unit, still down nine percent year over year. So. Uh, it's starting to recover, but way still way down from you know the the, the pandemic of last year. Whereas uh, a market like Guelph, um, you know, people kind of went out to some of these smaller communities and, and drove up the rent in in those areas, and they're still still going up. So a little bit a uh, little bit surprising to see some of these trends. And Ben, with respect to property types, you know, Tina and I were just talking earlier in the show about. Properties that uh, are detached homes commanding four or five hundred dollars more per month than they did last year or the year before. What type of properties are you seeing, uh, you know, getting the higher rents right now and, and driving up the uh, rent price to, you know, where our levels were a year ago or so? Yeah, definitely. Single-family homes is still seeing the the biggest uh, rent growth on a on a national basis, and even when you start breaking it down, I don't have all the numbers for for the Greater Toronto Area, but certainly on a national basis, single-family homes strongest uh, strongest growth up fourteen percent year over year. So, you know, new home prices are not not necessarily new home prices, but retail house prices are way up, and uh, and uh, you know it's causing some people to decide, hey, I'm just going to rent. And, and a lot of people, you know, they've gone out to, they've moved out of the central areas and have gone to new markets and they're deciding, hey, I'm going to rent first before I decide to buy, if I just do decide to buy. And, and some of the renters are saying, well, I'm no longer commuting. And so let's, let's take that, you know, whatever that fee was, 200 400 $500 a month uh, that they might have uh, uh, paid to commute in terms, of, in terms of gas or transit or car maintenance. And put that into a, a bigger property. So we're seeing, you know, single-family homes uh, go up, townhomes go up, and then on the on the apartment side, it's really the larger apartments, the much much larger apartments with, you know, uh, a two-bedroom plus den and three-bedroom where you're seeing the largest growth. And what was the average price for rent in Toronto and in some areas of York Region? 
Well, let me just pull that up for you if I see if I can uh, I can bring it up here. So, um, so we like to break it down, you know, to condominium and rental apartments, just mm-hmm. because you know the sample size for single family and townhomes and basement apartments is small, so it can have a little bit of a, a skewing impact on on the rental rate. So the so in the in the former city of Toronto, it's two thousand one hundred and forty three dollars is the average uh, rent for a uh, for a condo and rental apartment. And that was actually down about 4% year over year. So uh, moving on to an area like Mississauga, which is obviously the second largest municipality in, in, the, in the greater Toronto area, was $1,981. So, uh, and that's down about 5% year over year. But again, these are both growing on a month-over-month basis. But uh, I just included the, uh, in, 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 in the national rent report, just looked at the, the, the annual rate. So um, kind of interesting, you know. Scarborough, 1800, North York, 1900, just the York, 1840, Etobicoke, 2064. So uh, that's a couple of the the, the municipalities or former municipalities that had the most activity on on rental stock CA. The the York region can be uh, be pretty interesting because there just is not a lot of, you know, purpose-built rental apartments in Vaughan, in Richmond Hill, in Markham. A lot of it is is simply condos uh, for rent, and in a lot of these buildings, the vacancy rate is very, very low. So the sample size is not particularly large. So we can get we, we tend to see some some volatility in those uh, those rates, especially when a new building completes and and uh, you know all the investors throw all the units on <laughs> on the market all at once. So it can can really have a kind of a skewing impact on the average rental rates in any one month. And how much do you attribute students coming back to school, especially in you know Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, uh, for universities? How much does that contribute to the bounce back? Yeah, certainly anecdotally, we're you know we're hearing from leasing agents and from uh, uh, you know from realtors and from um, you know agents in in buildings that. You know the students are preparing to to be back in in uh, in class learning in, in the fall, so they're they're lining up their units now. So that's definitely a that's definitely a big factor. You know the borders have started to to uh, to open back up for 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 tourism, and you know, the movie industry has started back up. I'm hearing reports of uh, seeing celebrities in Yorkville and King West again. So. Uh, you know, those temporary workers are coming and taking Airbnb and taking some of that supply out of the marketplace. Uh, so there's several different, uh, several different factors, and, and certainly, um, you know, looking at some of the immigration numbers, they were still strong. So um, uh, that's again, always plays a factor is new people coming in. And, and I think, you know, people are preparing for offices to reopen. So some of those people that had started, some of those, you know, students or recent graduates that have already started their, you know, their careers working for a downtown Toronto uh, company, but they were just working from home. I think they're preparing to uh, to, to start in office and are and are looking for apartments closer to work. Ben, where do you see the market going in the next few months? And uh, you know, uh, do you see us getting back uh, above the levels that we were at a couple of years ago? Well, I think we're going to see continued growth uh, throughout the fall. It's actually, uh, you know, coming back a little bit quicker than I had anticipated. My, you know, a couple months ago, I was saying I, I thought that we'd see, you know, double-digit rent growth in, in 2022, but we might see some of that pulled forward into uh, into the fall of, of, of 2021. But I do anticipate that we'll probably be close 
to the you know the the fall 2019 market peak probably by the end of 2022 so uh, maybe early 2023 so i think it'll take a, a uh, you know a couple of years to get back to where where we're at but uh, you know, as you know, and as we've talked about it on on the show, we 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 have more demand than we have supply. So uh, eventually, that's always going to catch up and and contribute to to higher rent levels. And great information as always. Thanks for joining us on on the market. If people want to read the full national rent report, where can they find it? Yes, rentals.ca slash national rent report. Uh, I occasionally do some some videos for the RHBT, RHBTV that I kind of summarize some of this information so they can, you know, search for uh, RHBTV online and, and at Ben Myers 29 on Twitter, bullpenconsulting.ca. So there's a lot of different spots that they can uh, take a look and see what's happening in that rental market. When we come back, your questions and the hot listing. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and we begin in Maple with a question from Joe. He wants to know how important is staging in selling his home? Is it really necessary in this market? Asif, what do you think? That's a great question, and yeah, it, it actually is necessary in this market because you want your ha- uh, your home to stand out from the rest, and even if you only have uh, one or two competitors that are going up against you, you want your home to be positioned to sell first, and the one that people fall in love with as soon as they walk in. So it's not as intense as uh, it was back when it was a slower market where you pretty much had to stage every home. But at this point, you want your home to stand out, and uh, you don't necessarily have to bring in furniture and rent furniture, but you want your home to appeal to the general population. So I would say, yes, it is probably one of the top three things that you want to do when you're listing your home. Are there those situations when staging is not necessary? There is. I mean, sometimes we see homes that are vacant that may show a little bit better without any furniture in them. So, uh, you know, in those situations, we want people to come in and imagine themselves in that property. If uh, if a home has, uh, you know, a certain type of ambiance when you walk in, you want to retain that, you don't want to bring other stuff in. But, uh, you know, there there are certain situations where we will recommend that you don't need to stage it. But more often than not, we will, even if it's minor changes or decorations, we will have it staged. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Is a home that is staged, does it sell more quickly than one that isn't? Or does it you know, depend on the situation, the environment, as you're suggesting? It really does depend on the situation. In this market, everything is selling fairly quickly. And that's why it appears that we don't have any inventory. The, the thing is, we do have inventory. It just sells really quickly. So what you're looking at in terms of, you know, days on the market, it is a lot quicker to sell a home now than it was uh, a year ago or so. But at the same time, a staged home will appear to more people. They'll make that emotional attachment or decision quicker, and that will help you get on and off the market as fast as possible. 
And when you say that homes are selling quickly, how quickly are they selling? The average days on market right now, Tina, is 15 days. And it used to be 20. So you're looking at a fairly significant reduction in days on market. But at the same time, you know, when people say the homes are selling in a day or two, the average is 15 days. So you've got those homes that are sitting on the market for 22, 23 days. Then you've also got the homes that are selling in a week, and that brings the average to about 15. Our next question comes from Kara in Markham. She wants to know if you think commercial real estate will bounce back. That's a great question as well. And, you know, there's a lot of commercial space that is bouncing back. Uh, You're starting to see even retail space bounce back now. So although people are not taking the larger square footage because they can operate out of a smaller square footage right now, there are instances where you're seeing the larger commercial space subdivided and being leased out. So there is a bounce back happening. There's a lot of companies that are heading back to the office, and they've also decided that they may not need 40,000 square feet. They may be able to get away with 20,000 square feet. So you're starting to see smaller spaces get back into the market and leased out. Uh, the larger spaces are sitting around, and landlords have to make a decision whether you know they do subdivide those or just sit and wait until someone that needs more space comes along. We'll squeeze in one more question this week. This one comes from Ken in Thornhill. He wants to know if the market in cottage country is still out of reach. It's not out of reach per se. It's, uh, it certainly has appreciated a lot. However, there are some great deals to be found. In a spill, for example, there's places that you can get there for four or $500,000. just depends on your appetite on how much work you want to do to fix that property up or you know, build on that property. There's a lot of opportunities out there in cottage country. It also depends on accessibility. If you're looking at a, a, a year-round road, uh, it's a little bit different than having you know, a, a road that's not maintained in the winter leading to your cottage. So there's lots of different factors that go into that, and there's a lot of great deals in cottage country. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners have more questions and prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? You know, they can always reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Time now for the On the Market Hot Listing. What have you got for us this week? You know, we're going to go to East Gwillenberry, where East Gwillenberry is one of the hottest areas in York Region right now. Sales are up 145% from wow. January to June 2021 compared to the first half of 2020. So it just, it's on fire. The average price in East Gwillenberry has gone up to $1.3 million. Now, if you would have told me that last year or the year before, I would have said, no way. But everyone wants to move up. There's some larger homes, some beautiful homes there. And that's where our hot listing of the week is coming from, East Willenberry. We've got 2,100 square feet of total livable space in this home. It's a three-bedroom home with a gorgeous finished basement. It is meticulously maintained. It is a must-see. And this home, Tina, is priced just under $800,000 at $799,900. It's uh, in East Gwillenberry, just an absolutely really, really beautiful home. And in terms of exactly where it is in East Gwillenberry, what can you tell us in terms of the main intersection? So this is on... Margaret Graham Crescent, and that's right by the Robert Munch School. 
It's, uh, you know, it's by Vivian Creek Park. It's a great area. You're looking at Center Street to King Street area for the main intersection, childcare right around, and that part of Center Street, it's basically downtown uh, Mount Albert. It is uh, just as, as cute as a Main Street Unionville. Uh, you've got everything around there, really cute pubs and bars and all the amenities that you need within a five-minute walk of this property. All right, one more time, the highlights of the property and where our listeners can get more information. 62 Margaret Graham Crescent, listed for $799,900. And this one is a three-bedroom, three-bathroom property, finished basement, just absolutely stunning. And in order to see this property, you can give Steve Fleming a call at 416-435-8311 or 905-478-1101. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.